Quartzite, quartzite, quartzite. It's what I hear every January. It seems like the whole RV community heads that way. And today, my friend Kelly Beasley from Camp Addict is here to give us the scoop on Quartzite 101. Everything you need to know to be where the cool kids are in January. Stay tuned. Hello, my name is Janine Pettit and I'm a girl camper. I go places and do things with other adventurous and curious women. We camp like girls in tents, vans, travel trailers, motorhomes, and even cars. We travel solo and in groups to girl camping gatherings, large and small, to bucket list destinations with friends, or on our own to wherever the wind blows us. On this show, we'll talk about the qualities of a girl camper and how you can be a girl camper too. The girl campers are having a party and you're invited. Stay tuned while we share what's happening on the back roads of America the Beautiful. The Girl Camper Podcast is brought to you by our consortium of girl camper friendly RV dealerships. General RV with 13 locations in the U.S., Setzer's World of Camping in Huntington, West Virginia, and Bankston Motorhomes with three locations in Alabama and two in Tennessee. Also providing support and sponsorship for Girl Camper is Campco Manufacturing, makers of over 4,000 products for your RV, boat, and tailgating needs. And GoRVing.com, home base for everything you need to get started RVing. And of course, our friends at Liberty Outdoors, makers of the Max and Mini RVs. Welcome, I'm Janine Pettit, Girl Camping Ambassador, Blogger, Adventurist, and Podcaster, and this is episode 197 of Girl Camper, the podcast. My guest today is Kelly Beasley, half of the dynamic duo that founded the website Camp Addict. Kelly is a full-time RVer who knows all about the scene in Quartzsite, Arizona. I have long waited to join the fun in Arizona in January, and this year I'm finally going to do it. I won't be wintering there like so many, but I will be flying out there to explore the area for two weeks. Kelly is giving me and all of you a tutorial on the do's and don'ts and the ins and outs of wintering in your RV in Quartzsite. Stay tuned. Before we head into our interview with Kelly, I've got a message from our friends at Campco. They make things, and I am heading to Campco this week to watch things being made and check out all of the new and shiny objects they're bringing forth from their factory there in North Carolina. While I'm there, I'm going to be picking up the Campco Ease Lift Spare Tire Carrier. I have really been wanting to get this thing for a long time because the spare tire on my Max is actually mounted underneath the RV. I can change a flat tire, but I could never get that tire off. I tried it. Before I took it to the factory, I tried to get it off myself. If I were on the side of a highway, I could never get that off. 
but the RV does come with a mount that's already on the back of the trailer. So I'm getting the Ease Lift Spare Tire Carrier. It's just a little attachment that fits in there. It fits trailer tongues up to six inches tall. It's durable, powder coated steel, zinc plated hardware. It's easy to install. It's not a permanent mount. So if I change my mind, I can take it off. And the way these things are made, they are compatible with three different lug nut patterns. I'm going to get that put on there. I'm going to get my spare tire where I can get at it. And I'm going to get a wheel cover for that too. If you want to see all the fun things at Camco, go over to camco.net and make up a little RV wish list for Santa. Just saying. Now I've got another shout out from our friends at Go RVing before we head into our talk with Kelly. And it's about showtime. So it's showtime. It's RV showtime. This is the season. And Go RVing has a where to find tab that will help you find dealers, shows, and RV rentals. You've got to head on over to GoRVing.com and click on the Where to Find tab. You'll discover search tools that will direct you to local dealers where you can see, drive, and experience an RV before deciding if this is the right one for you or your family. Or if you want to check out the next RV show in your area but don't know when or where it is, let GoRVing show you the way. Head over to the Where to Find tab and that allows you to search by state in the month. Visiting an RV show is a great way for prospective buyers to see many new models at one time and it's just fun it's a great way to kill a saturday or sunday in the winter go rving.com where to find tab welcome back everyone it's so exciting for me to welcome a returning guest, Kelly Beasley, the co-founder of Camp Addict. Kelly is a full-time RVer who changed her life and is living life on her own terms. In addition to that, she writes a great blog at rvchickadee.com, which I thoroughly enjoy. Go over there and treat yourself to her funny little spin on the van life hashtag, just when you need a laugh. And Kelly and her business partner, Marshall, create all kinds of fantastic content for RVers. But in the winter, they are out there in Quartzsite, and they are a little bit of a Quartzsite expert. So I asked Kelly to come on the show today and give us that Quartzsite 101. Kelly, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. I am so happy to be back. I love you to death. So thank you again for having me, Jenny. I hope you don't mind that I just had to tell everybody about your little van life hashtag thing. It's very satirical, and I just laughed so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, that, was, that was a lot of fun, and it is, it is I think it's pretty funny. So. Yeah, so for those that don't know, whenever you follow the van lifers on um, Instagram or something, the hashtag is hashtag van life, and it's always some 20-something, you know, with her um, – what would my grandma call it? The gifts, yeah, the gifts God gave her hanging out. And, you know, she's checking the oil of her car. And it, it's just right. really hilarious. <laughs> and, and they have. Yeah, some of them do it in excess. And it's just very obvious they're doing it for clicks. And it works. You never get a whole lot of viewers. I was going to say. Like, come on. This is not real life. Come on, people. Get over it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's funny. It's, it's just, just fun to make fun of that. But well, anyway. 
Well, Kelly, I'm finally doing it. I'm coming to Quartzsite this year. I'm very excited about it. I'm going out there. I'm going to have a rented uh, unit, and I'm going to explore all of the desert. I'm hopefully going to meet up with you and Marshall. I've got all kinds of friends who are there, and I'm going to just be bopping around between people there, gathering content, and just seeing what this whole Quartzsite thing is all about. But I would love for you to share with us your Quartzsite story. How did you even hear about it, know about it? What was your first exposure to it? Well, I know I don't exactly remember how I very first found out about it, but I'm assuming it had to have been just some kind of internet search. So I had been I had been a full time reviewer for about eight months, but I was up in Montana, and um, it was January. So you know what that means. Way too much snow happening. It was time to get out of there, and so I, I, it was right about the time the show was going to start, and I was like, "Hey, that's where I'll go. That's perfect. Perfect timing." So it took me like four days to get down to Arizona, and okay, I knew nothing when I got down there. Really, just I had never cruised the dock before, um, so it was first time experience for me. I found a spot, and I parked there. I don't recall how I found it, but it must have been some kind of, again, internet search. Or I just found a sign that said, hey, come on in here. And it did say it was a fee area, but I just kind of ignored that. I thought, this is boondocking. It's free, right? It's free. <laughs> so I parked there. <laughs> and about two days later, there was a note on my, on my RV saying, the permit area. And um, I had to pay or move. So... That was my first little boondocking experience. And the other thing about that was I thought, hey, this is the largest gathering of RVs on the planet. I was meeting people. And I would go into the tent show and walk around, and I just nobody was engaging, and I wasn't meeting anybody. So I put out a little plea on Facebook. I was like, hey, am I the only 40 something single girl in Quartzsite? Because I'm just really not meeting people. And a bunch of people replied. But um, this is how I got connected to my very first full time uh, RV friends. So a friend of mine said, hey, I've got friends who are in Kofa, which is south of Quartzsite. If you want, I'll connect you with them. So that is one of the greatest attributes of Quartzsite is meeting other full timers. You may have to be a little proactive about how you do it, such as join a club before you go down there. Because so many of our clubs have, like, their annual gathering down at Quartzsite um, during the show every year. So it's really a great place to, to network like you're going to do and meet new people and to really get your toes wet as far as boondocking, especially if it's your first time, because it is really so easy to boondock down there. Especially now there's more, um, there are more ways to find the places, such as, I'm going to mention kind of campendium.com probably quite a bit, because that is really, truly the best resource for finding places. And there are about five or six different free BLM boondocking areas down the court site, but you also have long-term visitor area stay, which you have to pay for, but it's still extremely cheap. Okay, so I... This is my understanding of it. And tell me if I'm wrong, Kelly, because I, I've done a little bit of research on this. In Quartzsite, Arizona, which is in southern Arizona, so it's yeah. going to be much warmer there, is a very small little town. 
and it is surrounded by BLM land, which means Bureau of Land Management owned by the federal government and open for use for citizens, right? And from what I understand, quartzite's in the middle, and this BLM land is divided into four quadrants. Kind of. So the quartzite is a a funky little quirky little place that you would not be but a, a, you know, one horse town, what do they call it? Yeah. Like a one-stop kind of a town. If it wasn't for the RV show and there are about 10 to 12 different large shows that happen in January and February, most of them are gem and uh, rock shows. So if you're a rock hound, this is heaven for you. And that's a correct assessment. There's one main intersection at Quartzsite. There's, there's Highway 95, which goes north and south, and then there's Main Street, which goes east and west, and it parallels I-10. Then you have your um, boondocking off of those offset quadrants. You've got Scadden Wash to the east, Dome Rock to the west, High Dome and Plumless Road to the north, and then there's one called Roadrunner to the south. So, yes. Um, but it's not like you can just park anywhere. It's not like there's the four quadrants and then... Any land that you see, you can park on. Yeah, empty spot, pull in. We can't do that? Sorry? It's just an empty piece of land, pull in, it's yours, first come, first serve. It's not like that? Oh, yeah. It is like that, actually. It's just there are certain areas where you you have have designated for you to park. But once you you go, you just pull in and you find where the place is, find a dirt road that leads into it, and then, boom. The choice is yours. Okay. And I'm not, getting the impression there's, like, not signs. Is this where compendium comes in? Correct. Um, some of them do have signs, but more so it's about finding coordinates and then finding the road or roads that lead into that area. Because it's not typically just like, hey, here's one road. This could be a big sign, like you're entering this city or anything. Um, it's about finding the coordinate, finding the general area, and making sure that you are within the zone of where you're allowed to camp. But actually, most of the time, it's usually pretty obvious where you're supposed to camp as far as it being an open flat area. Um, most people don't drive into an area that's a BLM and, and drive into it for three or four miles. <laughs> usually, you just say, we're relatively close to the main road, and you'll see other RVers parked there. And as long as you're parked in the general vicinity, you should be safe. Now, who comes by to check on, like, so if that you're in the right area? Once you get this coordinate and you get on what you know is BLM land, so you're in the mm-hmm. correct zone, does anybody come by to check to make sure you're you're allowed to be there? Or? Sure. Sometimes um, they do have rangers, and it's not like they'll be there every day. It's not like you see them going through by the hour. Um, I'm parked outside of Lake Mead right now, and I think, They've been here a week, and I've seen the ranger twice. Um, but let's see. Last year, we were parked for we were parked off Plumosa Road uh, during New Year's gathering, and I know some people who moved a little farther away because they weren't very happy with the the noise and the activity that's going on. They parked too far, and yes, a ranger came along and gave them a notice and said, "You are not off the land. You have to move." Okay. So they will let you know if you are out of the limits. They will let you know. So um, how do you know, I guess you know from the coordinates and if a ranger comes by, that you're on BLM land? That's basically it. Um, There will sometimes be little signs, little uh, markers sticking up out of the ground, 
saying BLM land and they will tell you public a little circle with an X through it or not, letting you know whether you're allowed to bring a full milk drive vehicle onto the area, whether it's blah, 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 you know, fine. Okay. But otherwise, in Corpus, it's just pretty, it's, it's just easy to know because, again, you're going to see a whole lot of other RVers parked there. So, yeah. I wouldn't go beyond where people are parked and way past where people are parked. It's probably not going to be within the limits. Um, otherwise, I believe online there are lots you can look at that you, that'll show you the boundaries of these places, but personally, I don't use them, and I cannot comment to you what you, you could use. But you could search online and find something like that if you're really concerned that you may be out of the limits. So if you were camping with a bunch of friends, do you need to all arrive en masse in order to be parked together? You said you all need to arrive en masse. Like all of you, do you all have to arrive together in order to be parked together? Is saving someone a spot like a no-no? Um, no, you could definitely arrive at different times, um, as long as you're not parking where there's just a, a huge ton of people, which I think people tend to be pretty good about not parking right on top of somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely hear stories about that. People who are, especially like when you're out in the middle of nowhere, it's kind of weird. Yeah. But, um, you can... You can save flat. No, it's, it's, there's really a lot of land out there. So I, I know before we started recording, we mentioned a lady who came in, parked on BLM land, and remembered she forgot water, and then she was thinking that she might miss her spot. Well, she might have, but there's a whole bunch of other spots available. She wouldn't have had to move far, even if someone had taken up her spot. So, yeah, you, you could have people coming at different times. Surely you could still park together in a problem. So let's talk about thing. water, like your resources. It's not a campground. Where is the dump station and where do you get your water? So we, we talk about Corsette being so tiny. It's this little town, but actually the town is very suited to handling a lot of our beers. Um, they actually have like a million people come through during the winter months of well, January, February, especially, but 250,000, like, at a time. So there's different businesses that cater to this. There's the main one that I would recommend. It's called the Pit Stop, the RV Pit Stop. It is on the north-south road at 95, and you can, they can accommodate everything. They have water for you. They've got a dump. They've got propane, and they can access the largest motorhomes. So, you know, come in, drive through, get your stuff, run about. It's amazing. So you get those Not water tanks filled up before you go find your spot. Correct. How long can you stay on a piece of BLM land before you have to move? Different BLM areas will vary, but in Quartite, it's 14 days. Okay. And then you have to move and you've got to go 25 miles away. It's not like you can move to another BLM spot right there in Quartite. Oh. Now, the resolution for this is there's actually something a little bit different. It is BLM. BLM land, but it's also called a long-term visitor area. The name of this little area in Quartzsite is called La Posa. You can either, you wouldn't do this for free, but you can either pay for 14 days for $40, or you can buy a season pass, which is a seven-month pass for $180, which is extremely (laughs) cheap. Yes. Right. So from September 15th till April 15th, you can stay 
And you do not have to move unless you want to. You can stay in that long-term visitor area. And there's other long-term visitor areas in Southern California and um, Arizona as well. So you can be bought between those areas if you want to. But for your stay in Quartzite, if you don't want to move after two weeks, you want to do La Posa. Okay, La Posa, I, that's, I, I would have to do that. <laughs> I, would, I would just have to be guaranteed in my spot. And it knows no guaranteed her spot there either. It's the same thing. Go in, you pay for a pass at that business center, and you go in and find yourself a spot. It's 11,600 acres. Okay. Right La Posa. Yeah. And the other nice thing about La Posa is they do offer some amenities. So you have dumpsters in the area you're allowed to use. They do have a dump station, I think, with two dumps. And they also have a few water stations there at La Posa. So you can just wander over and shoot some water, whether it's to fill up some containers or if you want to drive your RV there to get it. Okay. So most of the people yeah. here, are they're in self-contained motorhomes or travel trailers. These, this isn't a place where people come and pop up a tent. I think you actually can if you wanted to. Okay. I'm not positive about that. Some LCBA areas require that you have certain things in your RV. The only thing I have seen is a 10-gallon uh, like gray or black tank. But I haven't seen any restrictions on the POSA, so you might be able to go with a tent. Okay. What, tell me what the temperatures are like there that time of the year. It can really vary. It's generally pretty mild. Um, I'd say 60s and 70s during the day. But there's, there's I remember, gosh, I think 2016, the first year I was there for the escapers conversion. It was cold. <laughs> but, <laughs> Oh, well, we just fifty during the day, and then you have the wind to add to it, and then it really gets cold. So it can—I say—come prepared for just about anything, but hope for the best. It can also rain, so I like to tell people don't park yourself in a loft. And the wind—the wind can be pretty severe, even at night. Sometimes my friends with larger motorhomes have to put their slides in. Okay, it's, it's that long. It's that right. I want to talk it's about nice. Yeah. Go ahead. No, you finish. Oh, it's just one of the most places to go in the areas for weather. That's why we're all down there. We call it social season in the winter. Most people are, of course, down to Southern California and Southern Arizona. Yeah. Now, when you're in Quartzsite, you mentioned the, um, the big tent show. So tell us about what is going on in Quartzsite. You've got these gem shows, which I read about online, but what's going on under this big tent? I saw a picture of it online, and I mean, it is a uh -huh. big tent. Some of it's an RV show, but is it just RVs? It is a humongous tent. You just about can't miss it. Um, they, it is an RV show, that's how it originated. A guy named Kenny King founded the whole thing, and I guess he still runs it today. Uh, it's been going on for over 30 years. They have RVs all around the outside of the tent, RVs for sale. But all around courtside of the town, there's pop-up RV sales as well. So, like, other people just bring their RVs in, rent a lot, and there you go. You've got a bunch of other RVs you can go and look at. There's a tent. Now, this is not just the RV show. It's called the Quartzite Vacation Sports and RV Show. This is what it's evolved into. So, it's funny. The first year I went, I didn't really realize that. And they have things like hot tubs. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You can find just about anything under that tent. They have a bunch of electronics, 
phone cord chargers, these nail file things. Um, <laughs> but they do have things that are directly related as well, such as generators. You'll see Domatic there. You'll see WorkCamper.com looking for people uh-huh. to come and take spots. Uh, so it's, it's a real mashup of, of things going on. Plus, yeah. they have food trucks there. Um, I think you can order alcoholic beverages as well. Um, in around the area, I don't know if they do it all year long, but at least during January and February, there are tents all over the place. Tents just kind of tend to line the roads, and people all in those tents are selling everything you can imagine from junk or trash art to bicycles to books, anything. There's there's just kind of a lot going on in the clear center out that, around that time. I think that sounds like a junker's paradise. It's, it just sounds like it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, it's, it's one of these things, like, I don't have to go over here, and I don't anymore. I mean, I, I tend to end up down the court site because of events happening where my friends are. But as far as, like, going to the tent show, I'm not going to go to the shop. I'm not really going back for any of those reasons. But it is something to go at least one time and see and experience. So you've been there and done that. Yeah. And I can tell everybody about it. Check that off the list. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the rallies because everybody is telling me that all these brands of RVs, like my friend Sandy, who's um, driveway camping in my driveway right now (laughs) in her Heimer, Sandy is going um, to Quartzsite for the Heimer rally. I know the Escapers have a rally going on and all kinds of other groups. Have you done the rallies there? I have never done a rally. Um, I've only specifically done the Quartzite, I'm sorry, the Escaper Convergence. And actually, Stevens has moved it from Quartzite to now Lake Havasu. Um, so I haven't done any of those, but you see them all around. You see things pointed this way for escaping birds of a feather or this or that or the other. And, and again, this is a really great way to integrate yourself into it if you have a brand of an RV or join some kind of a club. Again, most of them have something going on down there in January. It's the perfect way to meet new people. So, Kelly, give us some other tips for the first-time visitor to Quartzsite. What are what are the things someone would need to know? Okay. Here's my biggest tip for anybody who is considering boondocking in Quartzsite. This is absolutely a must-do and something I even forgot to do the last time I was boondocking somewhere kind of rural or out in the middle of nowhere. When you get to your spot, pin that spot on Google. Oh. You try to find your way, especially at night. I hope you got some time on your hands. I, so, I would never have thought of that, and that would be a nightmare. An absolute nightmare. Pin your spot. Like, like number one thing, as soon as you get to your boondocking spot, it's big. There's multiple entrances into different boondocking areas. you got to pin it. And you've got to be so confused at night coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just did this in Canab. I could not. There was multiple entrances off the road into this area. There's <laughs> a lot more. I could see my RV from the road, but I, I kept going and stopping and looking, going and stopping and looking. Oh, I was like, man, why didn't I pin my spot? I've been doing this for a half 
Is there good Wi-Fi out there? Is it what? Is there good Wi-Fi out there? Um, not not Wi-Fi. You're not gonna have. I think McDonald's offers Wi-Fi, and that's it. But as far as cellular service goes, it's okay. Depends on the time of day. January and February, the towers are very overloaded. So that may have some slow time. Sprint is the only carrier that seems to have a hole in the area. That's to the west of Quartzsite. Um, so you may want to plan ahead and maybe get yourself a secondary hot spot with Verizon or AT&T, something like that. Okay, that's good um, to know. So, yeah, I was going to go through a quick little list of things for newbies that you need to know to do. First was the pin. Second, you might get, like, a solar light to shine onto your RV at night, again, to help you find it. Okay, but, good tip. Yeah. Solar light. A solar light, yes. Um, let's see. Now, probably should plan medications and whatnot. You need to have that on hand, have a good ample supply. You know, could be there for two weeks. There is a medical center in town, but, yeah, it's going to be difficult to find a pharmacy or whatnot. So just make sure you have mm-hmm. pet meds or meds for yourself planned out. You're not in the middle of nowhere. There are amenities around. There's um, Parker to the north. They have a Walmart. You know, that kind of tells you at least what. <laughs> so you could get some groceries. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, you can get groceries in town. There's two or three little grocery stores. But if you have specialty items that you really like to have on them, you can have those ahead of time. Um, you are only two hours from Phoenix. So you are two hours, but it's only two hours. So if there's something you really need, it's not like you're eight hours from, you know, anywhere. Right. That's um, nothing. Yeah. Um, let's see. If you're going to be boondocking for the first time, I say try it at home first. Try it. Go to a campground. Disconnect. See how long you can go living normally in your RV without your batteries going below 50%. So you're going to need either a generator or solar in order to keep your batteries charged up um, while you're boondocking for you. This is your first time. And is it sunny um, like every day that time of the year there? Um, it, 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 yeah. Mostly, but like I'm in Lake Havasu right now. It's not too, too far. And I've had not the greatest solar days the past few days. So having a generator is a good idea. I mean, unless you've got lithium, you've got lithium batteries, you've got an ample battery bank, and you know what you use, you might be okay. But just and you, the other thing is, if in an emergency, you probably can go to a campground in town and get yourself charged up. Okay. That's another thing we should touch on. I don't do campgrounds, but I did call around because I am doing a guide right now for Camp Addict um, all about Quartzsite and all about the show. So I had to call around and do some research, and everybody's booked out, like, mm-hmm. pretty much. One guy said he's booked out from now until March. Another lady just kind of interrupted me and said, we have nothing for January. Yeah. <laughs> um, another place, let's see, um, the Arthur Park said they have a few spots for, like, overnighters, and those people can stay up to a week. But if you're planning on a campground stay there, you you probably you are it. too late at this point. Yeah. Okay. But, so, have, you know, you have you got to know what you, how you can move off before you go. So at least if you have a generator, you'll probably be okay. Let's see. Yeah, and those are my main big tips. Um, mail, that's another thing. Post office has limited times you can pick up general delivery in the area. You can only do it for 30 days. So there's another little secret that, not really a secret, a lot of people know about it, but it's a place called Quiet Time. And they do allow you to have things shipped to them, and you can pick it up for a very small fee. 
They don't have the limited pickup hours like the post office does. They don't have all these weird rules. So um, I really love using quiet times to get mail in uh, courtside. Also, the LTVA area, they do have vault toilets as well, just in here. Vault toilets means it's a it's a it's, it's a non flush. Yeah, it's just a, a pit with a toilet on top of it. Yeah, <laughs> you go yeah. In, but, but then you have them. Okay. Um, you know, I, I tell people to come with your tank empty and your water full, but I know some people don't like to travel with their water full, so you can't get fill up your water there. But if you want to be able to stay out on the boondocking and not move into town to go refill and dump, don't put toilet paper down your, your black tank. That'll help you save space for the baby days. And bring some extra water. Bring water in, um, in gallon containers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering, since I'm going to be there in a truck camper, and so mm-hmm. if I go off for the day to explore, do I mark my spot, or am I going to come back and someone has parked there? You could come back and someone's parked there, but you could mark your spot as well. People leave things all the time. You know, I mean, I wouldn't leave some really expensive, nice chairs or anything, but you get some, you know, just junk or really cheap chairs and maybe a mat and leave it there. No one's going to, unless they're a real yeah. jerk, they're not going to go and park right on top of your stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that would be okay. All right. Well, now. You know- I am so excited about this because, well, A, I just, I want to escape the winter cold in New Jersey. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So (laughs) that's going to be fun to just get out of Dodge. And last year we did go in March and spend two weeks down in uh, Joshua Tree and Anza Borrega. And that was such a nice break. Mm -hmm. You know, we flew and rented. And so this is going to be a nice, like, winter break. Going to make that winter go by so much faster. Yes, it will. Oh, my goodness. Well, Kelly, happy for you. (laughs) I am so... I'm so looking forward to your list coming out on Camp Addict. Please tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, it's, um, it's called Camp Addict, as in I'm addicted to it, campaddict.com. Um, yes, I am doing a very complete guide on everything, Quartzite, and I'm excited for people to see it because there's so much more I wanted to tell you, but I know we have a limited time here. Um, but there's a lot to know about the place and other things to do while you're there. Um, to guide. Yeah, so we'll just consider this the preamble to the big guide. Yes. (laughs) And I'll put that link in the show notes to the Camp Addict and to your guide specifically. Are you guys on Instagram? Oh, sure. Yep, Camp Addict on Instagram and Facebook as well. Yep, you can find us all those ways. Well, I hope I'm going to see you when I get down there. Girls, we better. We're going to have to see each other. We're going to make it a plan. Oh, we absolutely are. If you have any other questions about Quartzsite before you go, just let me know. Give me a text. Give me an email, whatever. Call me. And I'm happy to help you out. I will because I I have... I'm gathering information right now, and I'm Mm -hmm. I'm hoping I'm not too late in the game, but it sounds like there's a lot of land out there, and I don't think I'm that picky about where I'm parked, as long as I I have all these different people I'm meeting up with, so I'm hoping wherever they are, there's a spot for me. (laughs) Oh, there will be, and you'll be just fine. It's, it's, again, the best place for first-time boondockers to do it. It's just wide open. Plenty of space, easy to turn around, and hardly any kind of places where you can get stuck. 
Well, that sounds like my kind of camping. So, Kelly, <laughs> exactly. thank you again for coming on the show. I'm going to share your blog with everybody. I can't wait to get out there and sit in the sun with you. Let's let's sit in the sun and soak it in. <laughs> I'm so looking forward to it, girl. Uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. All right. Happy trails. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Well, that is our show for today, and I'm always happy to have Kelly on. She is such a bright, shining star in the RV world. She creates so much fantastic content for the RV world. I am going to provide the link in the show notes for all of the research Kelly did on Quartzsite because we just really touched on it today, but that's what I love about what Kelly does. She has created a comprehensive list of everything we need to know in order to enjoy Quartzsite. So head on over to girlcamper.com. Check that out. It'll be attached to the show notes for this episode of the show. I hope everybody has a great week. Happy trails to all of you.